When my son Hosanna started nursery school, I thought my stay-at-home days were coming to an end. I now had two hours to myself, which was the duration of his nursery time. This felt good. I would have my quiet time with no interruptions, although, to be honest, on many occasions I couldn't tell where time had gone. We had by this time moved house, 15 minutes walk away from Holy and Hosanna school. We didn't have a car, so I had an hour's walk out of each day making school runs. Our contract with St. Anne's Church had ended after five years and we both knew that God was moving us on. I started planning my life career-wise. I enrolled for an IT course doing evening classes twice a week at a nearby college which was a branch for the University of North East London. I loved it but it always felt like I was chasing after time and there wasn't enough hours in the day. I ran my house like clockwork. Dinner was strictly at 5 p.m. Kids in bed by 7 p.m. When I look back, I almost killed myself with perfectionism. My house had to look a certain way. Every room had to be immaculate. I couldn't stand seeing one cup on the countertop. Every item had a home and had to be stored away. I was obsessed with cleanliness. I had moved from excellence to unattainable perfectionism. It wasn't normal. I was proper OCD and I started getting stressed frequently. I measured my worth by how clean and organized my house was. Naturally, I am a very organized and orderly person but this was getting out of hand and out of control. I had at this time become an Avon agent to earn a little bit of money so I didn't have to fully depend on Ken financially. I was so excited about the prospect of making my own money again. Three months earlier, a lady who was an Avon cosmetics agent had approached me one morning as I was walking back home from dropping off Holly and Hosanna at school. The lady gave me a smooth salesman pitch on becoming an Avon's agent. She told me I would not even need a regular job if I worked hard at it in my free time alone. This sounded like a good time for me to do such since I now had two hours to spare. She made it sound so easy and doable. When she told me how much she made in a month, there was no hesitation in me to sign on the dotted line to become an agent. She walked with me to my home and we had a cup of tea. I straight away put in my first order using my credit card. I thought I was really onto something good here business-wise. When my first order arrived, I was so excited I started calling people I knew and going to various homes in Tottenham for my salesman pitch during the two hours I had. I quickly realized that my area was already saturated with more than 10 Avon sales agents and I knew three of them. It dawned on me then that this was going to be harder than I had thought. I managed to sell four to five perfumes to some friends but I had ordered 15 of them. 
You have probably guessed already that my newfound journey to the freedom of financial independence didn't last long. As a young girl, I had seen my mother with Avon products and she spoke very highly of them. I called her and told her about the Avon perfumes I had. She was actually excited and said they would sell pretty fast at her shop. I then sent them to her through a friend. By now, I had come to the realization that salesmanship one-on-one -on -one wasn't for me. But then I was still required as an agent to place a quarterly order which wasn't below a certain amount. I felt so stupid for jumping onto this bandwagon without looking at all the details. I started using most of the products I ordered myself, which was obviously a counterproductive business decision. I was getting more into debt because I was using my credit card to place for the orders and yet I had no paying job to clear off the credit card debt at the end of each month so the interest was creeping up. Now anxiety started building up in me then panic and fear. What had I got myself into? I didn't want to tell Ken that I had failed at this. After about two months, I realized that I couldn't do this on my own. I opened up to Ken and told him what was going on with the Avon business. I eventually managed to get out of the Avon arrangement, but the guilt and shame I felt knocked my self-esteem big time. I had not even realized that I had replaced my quiet time with moving from door to door, selling Avon products yet to no avail. I would just say a quick prayer before I knocked at each door, Lord, help me sell something so I can meet my quarterly deadline. The why behind me blindly going into the Avon agentship was to have financial independence. The biggest challenge for me about being a stay-at-home mom was losing that financial independence and it scared me terribly. One of the greatest gifts or revelation God gave me as a stay-at-home mom was to get those quiet moments to myself and search my heart to find out what brought me peace and what caused me turmoil. It was in these moments that I started discovering who I was and what brought me contentment. As long as there was peace in my home, I functioned so well. When there was no peace in my home, I felt like I was losing my mind. I then quickly realized that peace started with me and in me. I realized that the temperature in my home was set by me and my tongue. My husband is a very peaceful man and every time I felt turmoil, when I looked truthfully back, it had all come from me and how I interpreted challenging circumstances. My interpretation was for the most part reactionary instead of responsive. As I prayed, I started noticing what my triggers were. This realization then helped me to slowly eliminate these triggers as I trusted God more and more because I so craved peace. I wanted and so desired to have that peace 
that my husband Ken had. So I then started making sure that my home was a place of peace. I slowly started to see small improvements and changes both in my home and in my heart. Now I know that that inner strength, which is peace, is what you use to defeat external pressures. There are not enough stories told about stay-at-home mothers, aka homemakers, in the 21st century. There are corporate people everywhere telling their journey of life and excellence, and stay-at-home mothers have taken a back burner because it is not the popular thing in this 21st century to be or talked about. Many times they are talked down to, deemed lazy and idle. A lot of people think that raising responsible, well-balanced children and supporting your spouse is very old-fashioned and dated and doing work in the home isn't work at all. There are many Christians as well who believe that God does not call people to do this anymore. I am a proud homemaker, mostly because of the things I have learned along the way and the two beautiful children I have been able to raise who now rise up every day and call me blessed. It is interesting how God has turned tables around when the COVID-19 pandemic happened, lockdowns became the norm everywhere. The value of working from home was realized. All of a sudden, all mothers had to look after their children and do housework because there was no outside help coming in to clean, cook, or babysit the children. There is an ancient saying that the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. You are that hand that is rocking the cradle. You are raising the future leaders of the world. You cannot tell now what your children will grow up to be and why there was an unction for you to take that path of being a stay-at-home mother with all the judgment that comes with it. But God, who knows all things from beginning to the end, chose you to rock your children's cradle. That's the path he paved for you at this stage of your life. Don't despise it. Go through the process and be intentional on finding out the lessons he's teaching you so that you can encourage another mother in the future. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 9:11, the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong. Just like you couldn't rush your pregnancy to be five months instead of nine months, you cannot rush your children's growth. Lean on God all the way and he will direct your path. He is a faithful God. After all, the Bible says that the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. Be blessed. Join me, friends, in the next episode of That Race is for You. See you there.